Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, this is Tara Lynn, and I am here to talk about the concept of wintering. What does it actually mean to winter? Uh, first of all, I am recording from a different place than I normally do, and I don't have my normal absorbent walls around me. Um, I'm actually surrounded by stone walls, so the sound might be a little different. I hope that's all right. Uh, but Today, it is January, where I am living, and it's cold, we've had lots of snowstorms, and I've been really feeling pulled to the concept of wintering, and I know that, you know, we have listeners all over the world, and a lot of the places don't have winter, but I think there are still a lot of lessons to be had about the concept of rest, and cyclical living, so regardless of whatever the seasons look like, wherever you are at, I think the concept here will still apply. So you can still tap into your body and what cycles your body is in and, and also the cycles of wherever you're at. So it might not be winter, but it might be a rainy season. And what can we learn from those seasons? So I'm going to be pulling from uh, Catherine May, who wrote her book about wintering, and it's beautiful. I read it actually a year or two ago, and I loved it. And I've been really going deep inside myself this winter. I have lots and lots and lots of internal things happening in my life. And I have, because of that, I feel like really been digging deeper inside of myself than I have ever before in my entire life. And so I feel like this winter, it's just hitting different. My perception of what winter is about is changing. So there's a few different ways to look at the concept of winter when we're looking at it metaphorically in our lives or uh, physically in our exterior world. One of them is to look at winter as something that's difficult, right? It's hard. It's, it's harder to, especially as, you know, humans, especially if you're living, you know, out in the wild, it'd be a lot harder to survive oftentimes. Uh, for animals, it's going to be harder to find food. So you can look at it as hardship in general, which I think is definitely an applicable way to look at it. But the way I would like to focus on it today, of the many different lenses we can look at winter through, I would like to tap into what it means to rest in winter. What does it mean to go deep inside of ourselves in winter and do what animals and plants do in winter? Because I think that oftentimes our society we are connected through this beautiful tool called the internet which i love but sometimes it just appears like everybody around us is just running on treadmills all the time metaphorically speaking right they're just these grinded out you know every day never stop always hustle that kind of energy always 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 going but if you look at our bodies how our bodies work how the earth works. The earth moves around the sun. We have the northern and the southern hemisphere that have are facing the sun 
So, you know, the winter and the summer are opposites. And the way our entire world works is in cycles. So doesn't it make sense that our bodies, our minds, our spirits also have that kind of give, like that flow of highs and lows and fast and slow, that we are not like a machine that simply grinds out every day the same output, right? To me, just that concept alone is really, really liberating because it makes me realize that it's okay. It's okay to actually go with that flow. And some days I'm going to be way more effective and other days I'm going to need more rest. And for me, it does move through. I mean, I have, we have our daily cycle and we have as women, especially we have our monthly cycle. Um, with the, and then there's the lunar cycle. We have our solar cycle, right? Just our day. And then we have our yearly cycle, which is year. And those are just a few of the cycles to name it, to move, to name just a few of them. But if we're thinking about the concept of actually allowing ourselves to go with the energy of the seasons, and we have a few episodes about this concept, but if we're talking about winter specifically, what happens? I, I mean, I hike a lot. I'm going to say what happens in the wild in the winter. And I spent a lot of time in the mountains, and it really isn't until a few years ago that I started actually going in the mountains in the winter a lot. I used to just hike in the summer and the spring and the fall and the winter would come and I would stop. But then some of my friends told me about, there's just spikes you put on your feet and it makes so you can hike anywhere on slippery surfaces in the winter. And I went snowshoeing with some women many years ago and I realized, oh my, the mountains are amazing in the winter. Not just for like snowmobiling and driving through them, but actually on our own two feet. And it's really actually transformed how I see beauty and how I see winter and death because things die in the winter um in my where i live we have a lot of maple trees and fall is probably my favorite time in the mountains yeah i mean it just looks like everything is on fire and it's gorgeous breathtaking and i always feel a little bit of ping of sadness as fall comes to a close because i'm thinking oh man we're gonna go to just a dead you know dead looking brown and yellows and white when there's snow, but when there's not snow, it's just kind of dead in the winter, you know? I always feel a little pain of sadness. And then, uh, not this winter, but the winter before, I remember one time I was hiking in the morning and I was walking, looking as the sun was coming up. And I noticed for the first time in my life, I mean, I have lived over three decades and I have never noticed this, but on maple trees, there's these seeds that get left over in the winter and they look like fairy wings. And when the light shines, when sunlight shines through them, especially morning light because it's like at a diagonal, it looks like there's just these glittering, glowing fairy wings everywhere. It's breathtaking. And yes, this is in the midst of brown landscape with not much color and snow hadn't even come yet. And I remember thinking, oh, if we just look, there is magic and beauty in every season. We just have to be present with it and actually look. So that's something that winter has taught me is sometimes it's just being present and looking to see what beauty is there. And the more I've observed winter, the more I've noticed how the earth doesn't fight it. You know, uh, in, in the book from Catherine May, she said, 
Plants and animals don't fight the winter. They don't pretend it's not happening and attempt to carry on, living the same lives that they lived in the summer. They prepare. They adapt. They perform extraordinary acts of metamorphosis to get them through. So this concept I love. I love watching as squirrels prepare for winter. I love watching the animals that hibernate, what they do to prepare. Trees in particular, which I mean, I'm just in love with trees. What they do to prepare for winter. They let go of their flashy, beautiful leaves and they pull their strength inside of them for the winter, right? And they look like they're dead. I mean, trees in the winter look dead. But as we all know, in the springtime, what happens? All that strength that they store inside themselves in the winter, that deep down in their roots, in their trunks, we see that vitality come forth in extraordinary ways in the springtime. And for me, there's something beautiful about that concept of allowing ourselves to either in the actual winter when things are darker and we need a little bit more rest, or if it's during a time when our bodies just need more rest, maybe we're sick. Maybe we just are in a part of our cycle where we need more rest. Maybe we're going through something difficult. Whatever it is that is our metaphorical winter, how can we pull that strength inside of ourselves, even if it doesn't look like we're being flashy, right? Even if we have to let go of some of the things that are externally uh, impressive, right? Like leaves, our metaphorical leaves. And can we go inside of ourselves and find that place of strength, that place that taps into that deeper part of ourselves to find that strength and allow it to kind of incubate, right? What is happening and what's happening inside of us? I should have verified that this is a true story before I tell it to you. So if it's not true, just use it as a, a parable. But I read, I've read it a few different places and now I, I'm, I'm like worried about repeating it because what if it isn't true? Um, but it was about, they did some studies on trees where they shot them with adrenaline during the winter to not let them rest and the trees died. Like if you're a tree that is made for winter, you actually need that cycle of rest. And maybe that's just more of a concept that we all need rest, right? We think we can just push through and not sleep and keep going, but we really do need rest. And if our bodies are asking for rest, it's important that we actually give them rest. But the question is, how do we actually tap into that place? I mean, I'm, with all these metaphors, it's easy just to you know, wax philosophical. But what does that even mean? What, what are we even talking about here? If we're going deep inside, if we're allowing ourselves to rest and restore in a way that allows us to later bloom and bring all of the fruits of our labors forth, what does that actually mean? And here again is a quote from Catherine May. She said, to get better at wintering, we need to address our very notion of time. We tend to imagine that our lives are linear, but they are in in fact cyclical. To get better at wintering, we need to address our very notion of time. We, need to, we tend to imagine that our lives are linear, but they are in fact cyclical. So here's that concept that once we let go of the idea that we're just moving forward all the time, but instead that we are cyclical, we can allow ourselves this. So my question for you is, what does it mean to tap down? What does it mean to allow ourselves to work in cyclical motions instead of linear treadmill motions? So I'm going to give you just a few ideas. And then obviously you can think about it and apply it however it's going to work for you. 
So here are just a few ideas to help get you started in embracing the concept of allowing yourself to winter, whether that's the season or allowing yourself to rest when you need rest. Maybe you're going through something hard or maybe you just need some rest and that's okay. Um, times to be, I mean, I'm just thinking back through my own life, times where I would consider that I am wintering is one, every winter <laughs> that comes. I can feel my body, uh, our biological rhythms with more darkness at night. Uh, my body, I have noticed it can actually just rest more at night, which is amazing. Um, also times of wintering for me are times in my life when things are extra hard and I'm, I'm holding a lot emotionally that can feel like a winter to me. I've experienced a lot of that the last year and a half and I mean in a lot of ways it's been really the last year and a half has been a winter for me um, and sometimes I forget that as I'm comparing my output to everybody else's output and I get frustrated with myself sometimes it's okay to realize I'm, I'm going through a winter and it's it's a lot. Um, another time that has been wintering for me is um, when I have babies. I wouldn't say they're, I mean, babies are like spring, right? The energy of babies is not like winter. But as for how much rest I need and how much um, I slow down, I would definitely say that time, like when I'm pregnant and having a newborn, that definitely for me in my life, allowing myself to slow down really has helped my mental health a lot. So those are just some examples in my own life of times where embracing the concept of wintering is really has been really helpful for me. So the question is, practicality, what does this actually look like? What does this even mean to allow ourselves this gift of wintering? And here are a few ideas. The first one is sleep. I underestimate constantly the importance of sleep literally like all the time i have researched it i know so much about it i've talked to experts about it i mean we have some episodes i can include here about tips on sleep from people who are much smarter than me and yet i still find myself pushing through and not getting enough sleep and i ask myself why so many times and um i actually had an interesting situation just like a week and a half ago i got a whole week of good sleep like, it was amazing. Like, my whole family, we went to a hotel for our little staycation where we make our week, our yearly alignment goals in between Christmas and New Year's, and we all slept in so much. And I got many, many days in a row of, like, a really good amount of sleep. And, guys, it was amazing. My ambition during the day, it was like I was a new person. And I remember thinking to myself, what is happening? Why Am I feeling this drive to do these things that I haven't, but like I've been procrastinating forever? And then it dawned on me, it's because I'm getting sleep. <laughs> I'm actually getting enough sleep. So just sleeping, sincerely, a good amount of sleep. We know that getting too much sleep is also not good for us, but getting too little sleep is not good either. So for, uh, I'll include the episodes we've talked about this, but just as a re recap, for the vast majority of human beings, seven to nine hours is the window for healthy sleep. And a lot of people think that they can get along with less, but realistically speaking, it's like 0, 0.00 something ridiculously small percentage of people who can actually get along well with rest. Almost everybody is in that 
that range. So, um, and then that range, obviously you need to find for you what works for you the best, right? So it's a matter of figuring that out, experimenting. But um, my, my thing that I've been trying with winter especially is just allowing when it gets dark to allow my house to get darker. And I've put in amber light bulbs in my bathroom so that when I wash my face at night, I have amber light, not blue light. And I have reading lamps for my kids that are amber light and I'll put some links for those in the show notes as well. But just little things like that where it gets dark so much earlier, can we capitalize on that and just get a little bit more sleep and see what it does for our, not only our bodies, but for me, my emotions are completely tied to sleep. It's amazing how much more erratic I am if I don't get a good amount of sleep. So that's my first practical tip on wintering, just allowing ourselves to get a little bit more rest, capitalize on more darkness and get some rest. Um, the second thing is to just slow down. So there are slow movements going on all over the world right now. Slow food, slow, I mean, so many different things. And from my yoga class that I teach uh, for this month, we're focusing on this concept. And I, in the last class I taught, we just literally slowed everything way down And I am amazed at how my nervous system responded to literally breathing, taking twice the time to breathe that I normally breathe. So maybe in your morning practice or when you do breath work or you're just driving in the car and you take a few breaths, instead of doing your normal like, like actually think, I'm gonna double, double the length of my inhale here. Can I really slow it down? Oh, can I make my exhale even longer? Can I? exhale twice that amount of time whoa it's amazing it feels to me kind of like going underwater like you can almost feel your nervous system like going down you know it's amazing so literally just thinking can i slow down can i slow my movements down can i but i find myself like running around hustling can i be like whoa hold on a second let's just slow this down a little bit brush my teeth slower talk to my kids a little slower it doesn't mean forever i'm a fast talker to be honest but just when i think to myself can i just slow this down a little bit oh yeah that feels so good slowing down my movements slowing down the way eating slow eating is amazing a lot of times i find we get caught up in just eating quickly but if you can seriously double it that's gonna be my theme my tip here double the length of time it takes you to eat double length of time it takes to breathe just taking periods of your day and intentionally slowing it down right just slow it down it is amazing amazing to me in this really high-paced world we live in where there's no slowing no slowing it just seems like everybody's just relentlessly pushing forward all the time but to actually take little windows of your life to slow something down I was planting plants, indoor plants, the other day in my house. And I was finding myself like trying to like hustle, put them together. And I thought, hold on, can I slow this down? And it took maybe what, an extra three minutes. It doesn't like you're like wasting time necessarily, but I just slowed my movements down. Like, can I actually feel the dirt as I'm putting it in the plant? Can I pat it down gently instead of forcefully? 
and I was teaching my kids because they were putting plants in their room and naming them and stuff. And I was teaching them how you can feel like the sponginess of the soil. And you really can't do that. You can't feel things unless you're moving slowly. And the cool thing about this is I find this in our bodies too. This is just a little magical thing about our bodies. Our bodies, well, anything in life, but I'm just using this as an example, really loves contrast. So our bodies for flexibility, for example, I mean, I'm a yoga teacher, so this is my jam. I love it when I do contracting and then I relax. So like I'll resist myself pulling my, say my foot towards my face. I'll resist, resist, resist. And then I'll contrast that by totally relaxing and allowing my foot to come towards my face. And it's the contrast that allows for so much improvement, so much improvement. So the same thing happens in our lives. I have found that when I take the time to actually slow down something, then it makes when you want to be effective, you know, half an hour later, it's as though your body and your spirit and your mind is like, yeah, I can, I can hustle. I can go fast here because I just had that restful experience of slowness. And the contrast actually creates this really delicious rhythm. Again, we're talking about cycles. There's a rhythm in our lives where we're going from slow and then we're being extra effective, right? It's beautiful. When I run, that's how I like to run. I like to sprint and then walk. Sprint and then walk. It's exciting for me. I really enjoy it. I like the the contrast. So that's something just to experiment with. What in your life can you take? I'm not saying do everything in your life slow, but can you choose a couple things to slow down? I think, again, my, my favorite is eating, probably. Breathing. Those are the two things that we all do. We all eat. We all breathe. So if you can set aside time each day to do those things slowly. If you have babies, try changing your di- baby's diaper. Can you change it twice as slow? And you might think, no, they're going to alligator roll away from you. But I don't know. Try it. Talk to your baby in a soothing voice. Move your hands really slowly. Tell them what you're doing. Make it into a beautiful connecting ritual. And I don't know, you might be surprised at how it turns something from a mundane, get it done task into something really sacred. That's what I found. Uh, well, well, if I'm being honest, with my babies, there was a stage in life where they were alligator rolling all the time, no matter what I did. So, And it was just trying to get it changed. But... And when they're younger, I feel like some of my most beautiful moments with them were in those caretaking tasks, like changing diapers, feeding them, when I stopped trying to do something else and was just simply present and slowed it down. Those are some of my favorite memories that, when I look back, they're some of the most precious with my babies that I miss now. Well, let me rephrase that, that I look back with fondness now. I also miss it, but I I would rather say I look back with fondness, it feels better. Um, Just slowing it down, because in the slowness, that's where we find presence. So those are just some tips to try out as you're allowing yourself to rest. If any of you out there are going through your own personal winter, whether it's a season or something inside of you that you need more rest for. Those are just a few easy little ideas. Allow yourself to get more sleep and just slowing things down. And then feeling the contrast, the rhythm. Rhythms are beautiful. 
fast and slow, forward and still, high and low, positive, negative, all of them. Joy, despair, we move through all of them, all of us do. And instead of fighting the rhythm, and instead of fighting the wave, maybe it's a beautiful experiment of actually just moving with them instead. So let me know how this goes. If any of you try this, I'd love to hear how the concept of wintering is for you. Okay, let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>